spread love. Doom, 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 spread love. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to POV with Kristen Gilmore, where I interview interesting people that you and I are getting to know together. This podcast was created to enlighten, enrich, and inform. The basis is to spread love and extend God's grace to yourself and others. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of POV with Kristen Gilmore. I'm so happy to have you join me today. Today, I have a beautiful soul that you and I are getting to meet together for the first time. I just got to see her. She is stunning. Even in the in the morning sun, she is beautiful, and her soul is transparent. Her energy is lively. Her personality is someone that we all should know, and I can't wait to get to know more about her. Thank you, Coach Toots, for the introduction of Kenya. Kenya, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> Absolutely. Um jump in with my first question. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. So I am 38 and I am a mom of two. I have a nine-year-old son. His name is Idris and I have a one-year-old daughter. Her name is Lyric. And I recently relocated from South Carolina, which is my hometown to Bloomfield, New Jersey. And it's been a, an adjustment, but I am a career woman. I am a business owner. I love God. I love music. I love theater. And I love people. I have a heart for people. Um, I'm into fashion. I'm a creative. If I could just myself in one word, I, I would say that I am a creative. Very cool. You wear a lot of hats. <laughs> I do, but I ask for that. And that, that but that hasn't always been my life, but I, I do. How do you juggle them all? Um <laughs> Truthfully, sometimes I don't. Um, <laughs> sometimes I don't. But um, more than anything, I have a really great support system. I have a really committed family um, and some really, really committed friends that have committed to my process and to my journey just as much as I have. I've always been an overachiever, but I recognize that that definitely came from a place of a uh, trauma that was a trauma response feeling that I always had to show up and be perfect. So now my life is a little different where I am okay with being a damsel in distress. So I allow other people to help me. I allow my, to, you know, my family to help me, my friends to help me. And I, I do what I can and what I can't do, I don't do. I love that you said that. Oftentimes the world shows us like we're supposed to be superwomen. And we're supposed to, you know, the word strong, it's thrown around all the time. And there's beauty in saying, mm -mm, I don't have this right now. And mm -hmm. that is strength, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have it. Um, or I don't want to, you know, yeah. I, I don't want to. We, I think, like you said, we as women, particularly women of color, I think that we, we use our strength to like validate us in a sense. And so I am moving into a space where I don't just, that I don't want to be strong. And so that's, and it's, it's helping me. It's helping me with my anxiety. It's helping me not feel like I have to show up. Um, it's helping me on a lot of levels. So, but my village is amazing. I have some really great friends and 
um, some really great uh, family members that help. That's wonderful. In your move, did did your village expand? And was that part of the reason for your move, your people? Um, so I've always wanted to live in the North. Like that was something that I, I actually have always wanted to have a brownstone in Brooklyn and kind of live this uh, Claire Huxtable life. That was always the vision and the goal for me. Um, but my reasoning for moving is because I knew that where I was, um, I come from a very small town and I just felt stuck. I felt stuck and I felt like everything that I possessed. And as I grew my relationship with God and I started getting closer to what my purpose was, I knew that that location was not going to be able to um, produce like the best version of me. And so um, God had been forcing me, like pushing it, push, putting it on my heart to like move, move, move. And I kept coming up with all of these excuses. And so um, I realized that what I was holding on to was the convenience, the convenience of being close to family, the convenience of being close to certain friends and the convenience of knowing um, everything around me. And one day God said, you know, if, if we take the convenience out of it, I have something really, really great for you. And so unfortunately, my my grandfather had passed. And when my grandfather passed, um, I had an opportunity to meet some of my family that I had never met before. And they were all, for the most part, located in um, between uh, like East Orange and Bloomfield. And so one cousin in particular, her and I exchanged information and we kept in touch and um, she presented an opportunity for me, for me and my kids to relocate. And I, I took advantage of it. And um, while I was in South Carolina, I didn't really fully understand um, why I was being pulled to New Jersey. But now that I'm here, I know why I had to come here. So um, I'm here in Jersey to give myself a, and my kids a fresh new start. That's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. see great things for you because you said, no, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I, and, and it was hard. It it was, it was very hard making that decision. But again, um, I think who you surround yourself is so important because I had a friend who also lived in Jersey and she had been here for a while and she always just kind of like, was like, look, you can do it. You know, every day it was like, girl, you can do it. You can do it with the kids. And I, you know, people like, are you going to move all the way to Jersey with small kids? And I just was, I started thinking about like how we put limitations on God. Like we trust him to be that he's a good God and he's a big God, but we always ask him for small things. And so I was just like, why am I, why am I playing small? You know? Yeah. So I, he made the provision and I took the opportunity and I'm so glad that I did because it wasn't even just for me. My kids have a chance to be around family. And I'm not talking about like distant family. I'm talking about first cousins, aunts, and you know, very close family, people that look like us and have something new. So the new that I've been searching for is not just for me. Like I said, it was for my kids as well. And it's been great. It's not always easy because sometimes, you know, we're it's so different. The culture is so different, but my kids are really adjusting well. And I'm really, really thankful that God gave me this opportunity. Yeah, what you just said is so powerful. You just said you have a great support system. And you said we put limitations on God, but we always, and we always ask him for small things. Mm -hmm. Man, 
that resonated for me so much because it's the basic stuff. Lord, help me pay my rent. Lord, help me get this new job. Lord, help me my car to start. I mean, look, not saying that stuff isn't important, right? Right. That stuff matters. But he is a big God. He's an all-knowing God. He's an all-seeing, all-doing. So I feel like our prayer should evolve. Like, you know, you pray for that little stuff, like, let me pay my rent. But then at some point, that prayer should be, let me let me be able to get a mortgage. Let me be able to pay someone else's mortgage. You know what I'm saying? Like it should go higher, 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 higher. Absolutely. Elevation of the prayer, because mm-hmm. we already know that he's going to take care of the minute. That's right. That's yes, right. Yes. I love that. Tell me, how did you discover your passion? Oh, so my passion, my purpose, it was all revealed to me through um, a very traumatic and a hard space. I didn't like have a dream or <laughs> or anything, see a vision. It was none of that. It was at a really broken and low place that my purpose and my passion was revealed to me. I always knew that I wanted to help. I always knew that my voice, um, I remember being like, I think it was in the ninth grade and a guidance counselor said something to me that I will never forget and stays with me all the time. She said that, you know, Lakinia, you really need to make sure that you're always saying and doing the right thing because people listen to you. When you speak, people listen. So you need to make sure that you're always saying the right thing. So my passion wasn't like, it didn't come from a vision or a dream. It came from being uh, hurt, hurt and really broken and really confused. And I started praying and asking God to reveal things, reveal himself because I grew up in church. My mother always had us in church. I sung on the choir and everything, but you don't know God until he does something for you directly. Like you don't know him. And so um, my passion was revealed to me through a lot of tears and me praying and asking God to get me out of certain situations. And if you get me out of this, I promise I'll seek you more. I'll be better to myself. I'll give you my time. And then that's when he started revealing and pulling things and purging things up out of me. And that's when um, I discovered that my passion for people is where I, you know, is where I needed to put my focus. That's fantastic. That out of a situation that probably didn't bring you the most joy. Right. The Lord was able to give you power. Mm-hmm. Um, not to quit. Um, in the hard place, because that's where you're going to get the best, like, that's where you're going to build the most muscle. That's where you're going to um, sharpen your discernment. That's where like some of the best things, believe it or not, are going to happen for you in the hard space. And those hard places and those low places and those dark moments, if you have to get through it. Like you have to go through it. It's necessary. And my heart breaks for, um, unfortunately, people that give up in the middle of it because it gets better. It, it gets better if you just commit to going through that hard place. Yeah. Cause it doesn't last forever. It doesn't last forever. It does not last forever. A coworker of mine told me years ago, nothing stays the same long. And I promise you, I I, I replay that in my mind on a daily basis because nothing stays the same long. It will change. What have you learned 
about yourself in your journey of self-love? Um, the biggest thing that I've learned is that I am worth being love, being in love, being able to love. I'm worth it in all aspects, whether it is uh, romantically, spiritually, emotionally, um, you know, whatever, in whatever capacity, I am worth it. I am extremely worth it and I am extremely valuable. I've, I've learned that. Yeah, because when we see ourselves as how God made us with all the gifts we possess, we stop playing small. So in how the Lord has shown you your passion or your purpose, tell me, what is it? What, what is your passion? What's your, what, what is your purpose? What are you here to do for us? And I say that us because I know that it's not by chance that I get to know you because I'm going to learn something from you. I'm going to leave a better person having had this opportunity to know you. Likewise. Um, my passion, my purpose is to give hope to the hopeless, to show other women that there is a door. And if there's not a door, there's a window. My purpose is to get other people from point A to point B, to help others get on the other side of hurt, trauma, brokenness, that's my, that's my purpose. That's my passion. That's wonderful. You know, cause, um, my therapist says when you heal a woman, you heal a world. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. You Absolutely. believe that? I, I, I strongly believe that I, um, Charlamagne, the guy always says, you know, when you heal the, the, you should always go back and help somebody else heal. And I believe that I believe that. And that's what I want to live. Um, I always tell people I'm not for everyone. My platform is not for everyone because, you know, some people like a lot of a lot of influencers or um, people that are in the public eye, they do it to be famous. And my goal is not to be famous, but I do want to be effective. I want to be effective. Um, And I say, you know, I'm not for everyone. But who I am for, I want to make sure that I have I'm able to give them what what's needed. And that's been my healing process. I am not, you know, all the way there, but I figured while I'm on, you know, on my way and as I'm journeying to wholeness, let me help some people in the process. I love that while I'm journeying to wholeness. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not completely there. I'm not completely there. And you know, the, the trick of the enemy will have you thinking that because you're not all, you haven't arrived that you're not, um, qualified. And so I dealt with that as well. Um, trying to figure out where to take my gifts, where to take my talents. Should I share my purpose and my passion with the world? Because I don't think that I'm there yet. And God revealed it to me that, you know, you are just where I need you to be and where you're supposed to be. And so you can do this even while you're still, you know, working on you. And that's what, um, that's where I'm at. I'm journeying. wholeness. Yeah, that's wonderful. Tell me about, tell me about your business because I want to know, we should know, how can we get uh, involved or, or 
how can we um, look you up and find information? So um, my brand is Curly and Conscious, uh, Curly with a K because I am a natural, a natural sister. Um, and then Conscious with a K. Um, and then of course I go by Kenya. So that's kind of where the K's came from. But Curly and Conscious is pretty much a brand that I am building centered around self-love, self-respect, self-empowerment for women, particularly women of color. Like I said, it was it was birthed from a broken place. I was going through a lot. And um, it's content. It's um, it's a resource just for women to come to my page, come to my site and feel empowered um, to answer certain questions um, that they may have or just motivation where you can, you know, affirm yourself. I like to post positive things. Um, I share my stories and my testimonies. I give what I call conscious jewels, which are just little nuggets of life experiences and from a long, like a long-term standpoint, the goal is for me to partner with a friend of mine who's a ther- licensed therapist so that when you visit my site, when you come to my social media pages, you're able to book sessions and really get into therapy and work on, you know, your journey to becoming whole. And so um, I, you can follow me. My business page is at Curly and Conscious, K-U-R-L-Y-A-N-D. K-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S. You can follow me on IG. I love that. I love what you're about. I love empowering people because when you empower them, you teach them how to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said it's all about the journey because we're going, if you do it right, or if you choose to. You choose. Can, there you go. Right. If you choose to. Because we're going to learn till the day we die. Everyone, everyone won't choose to. You're right. And you know what? I respect their choice. Mm-hmm. I res- yeah. my, I used to say to my dad, daddy, why don't other people want more out of life? And he's like, Kristen, it takes all kinds of people to make the world go around. All kinds of people. And that really resonated me because it kept you out of judgment. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yep. And that's why I say I, my platform is not for everyone, but who it is for, it's there. You know, I think we spend a lot of time trying to be persuasive and trying to, you know, convince um people to think, you know, differently. And we find ourselves being judgmental because they may not be on the same um, path that we're on. And I just think that that's just not, it's not necessary. And you do yourself a disservice by kind of being closed-minded, but everybody won't, won't get it. Everybody won't get it. Everyone, some people don't want to be whole and that's okay. That's their choice. But for me, it's important that I, that I am whole and that I help others become whole as much as I can. And that all falls in line with when you were saying you're affirming people and affirming yourself and how your brand is centered around self-love, respect, and empowerment. One thing I love that you spoke about was your relationship with the Lord and how you give testimonies on there. I don't want to know your testimonies because I'm going to check it out on my own and I'm going to find, uh, I want to see, go to your site and see it for myself your IG page, but I do want to know if you've ever witnessed or experienced a miracle. And if so, could you share it with us or one of them? Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's a good question. That's a great question. (laughs) That question almost makes me a little emotional. Yeah. Mm. I've seen, I've off the top of my my head, I have lived three miracles. Um, oh God, 
Um, I, so um, I'm, I'm gonna be totally transparent. Um, so uh, about, it's, it's been a couple of years I, um, I was dating someone and uh, during that time, uh, one particular weekend we were hanging out, me and my friends and him and some of his friends and long story short, um, he had gotten into a situation and he was shot. He had gotten shot like three times in front of all of us. And prior to that, I, like I said, I grew up in church. I knew God. Um, I was introduced to God through my grandmother, through my mom, but I hadn't established like a personal relationship with him. And so um, he, you know, we were doing CPR and we were trying to get him in the car and waiting on the ambulance. And it was just like a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. And all of a sudden, like, I just kind of felt like this, um, like as if someone had put in a cape on me or covered me or did something. And then all of a sudden I began to pray. Like I was praying and the words were just like flowing, like flowing. And, um, at that time, um, my ex-boyfriend, he, um, he had, had, uh, basically had gotten to this state where it was like his body fluids were going. And, you know, in my experience, that meant that, you know, everything was shutting down and we were going to lose him. And so I began to pray and I was just like praying, um, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I was just praying. Like it was the, the words were coming effortlessly. And then all of a sudden the ambulance arrived and then he started being more responsive. Like he was able to tell me his birthday and his children's birthday and then things like that. And, um, I remember a friend of mine at the time while I was praying, she, I heard her say, y'all back up and give her space. And it was, at that moment that I realized that God was using something that was very tragic to build me and build up my prayer life and to show me that I had a relationship and a connection with him that wasn't filtered through my mother, through my grandmother, that he knew me personally to the point where he would open up the skies and listen to my prayer and turn this tragic situation into some, you know, he, he turned it around. And so that was my first experience of a miracle where I realized that God knew me, he heard me, and that what I said to him mattered and that I had the ability and the power to command um, something. So that was my first miracle. And my ex-boyfriend is alive and well and healthy um, right now. Okay, that gave me chills. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for asking that question. That was a really good question. That that, that put me in a space of um, gratefulness. So thank you. <laughs> wow. Man, the Lord is fantastic. Good. He'll use any situation. Mm. Any situation. Any situation. And, and that's what I love about him because um, the devil will set traps um, sometimes. And I just love how God just comes in and like, I, I, I not this one yeah not this one not this one Mm. okay can I give you some rapid fire questions okay I'm ready oh god (laughs) what makes you laugh oh what makes me laugh oh what makes me laugh um hmm watching my kids watching my kids interact with each other that makes me laugh Nice. What makes you smile? 
Mm. When someone looks at me and smiles. Good energy. Mm-hmm. What makes you cry? Everything. I cry a lot. Happy tears and sad tears? Happy tears, sad tears. Um, I'm very emotional. But what makes me cry the most is when I doubt myself and it all works out. When I do the hard task, when what I say I couldn't do, I do. That makes me cry. Happy tears. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. When you prove yourself right. When I prove myself right, myself. And your ego wrong. And the enemy wrong. And the enemy wrong. Yeah. That's wonderful. What makes you pray? Everything. Everything makes me pray. When I'm confused, when I feel hurt, when I reflect back on past offenses, when I see my kids um, struggling with something, when I see the people that I love going through something, and even when um, I was able to take my son, my son had a birthday a few weeks ago, and um, I was able to take him out to dinner, and he was so happy, and just, it wasn't much, but it was just like, it was something that, you know, he was so content and so thankful, and immediately nobody knows but like (laughs) in the restaurant I was praying and just giving God thanks because there were times when just taking my son out to eat was something that I couldn't do and it wasn't even because the finances were not available there were times when emotionally and mentally I wasn't present in myself to be able to interact and you know do those things with my kids so um yeah I love that that's what makes you pray Mm -hmm. sometimes you have to um and like, there's no certain time or place for prayer. You have to, you have to go to God anytime, anywhere. It's necessary because I don't want him to think that there are moments that I take for granted because I have before. I, there's been a, a whole period of my life where I didn't acknowledge him in anything. And so I try to be intentional by praying and referencing him as often as I can. Yeah, can you? you just made me pray while you were talking. I was like, and this is a great opportunity to pray and just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you. It doesn't have to be long. Thank Mm-mm. you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> what brings you your greatest joy? Mm-hmm. Taking care of myself. Learning how important it is to take care of myself has been a game changer for me because the more I take care of myself, the more honest I can be with myself and the more honest I can be with other people and I show up better. Um, I'm showing up better for myself and for others as I take care of myself. Um, Learning myself. um, Being intentional with myself, being intentional with others. That's that's what's been bringing me a lot of joy, taking care of Kenyon. You know, it's so easy for us to forget ourselves, especially mm-hmm. as a mom. I'm not a mom, but I got a mama and I got friends who are mamas. And sometimes you all take back seats, even in myself. You know, mm-hmm. I put other people before me and it starts to show. And I'm so glad yeah, that you're making that's... it a point, you know? Yep. I, I am. I am going to take care of myself. I'm going to do that. I've committed to the process of taking care of Kenya. That's a beautiful thing. 
And you're <laughs> going to teach your children how to do that too, because they're going to get to watch you do it. Yep. Put you first. You, you put you first. You be good to yourself. And I promise you others will, they'll follow suit. Because it's easy for people to mistreat you when they see you, you're willing to mistreat yourself. If you'll sin against yourself, people know that they, it's okay for them to sin against you. So you definitely have to take care of yourself. Can you just said a word. You said a whole mouthful. You said a sermon. I, I don't want to be preachy. I don't know what that is. And I guess God has to reveal that. But I'm not real biblical. Like, you know, I don't know the Bible all the way through. I don't feel like I'm going to be a preacher or anything like that. But I don't know. Every, every time I talk, it's always, it, it always goes back to God. I don't know what's going on. I guess he'll reveal that over time. But yeah. Um, you know what? I think it's great because a lot of people, like you've said before, sometimes you're afraid to say his name and mm -hmm. some people don't have that relationship. And if how they get to know him is through you in these moments. Yep. That's fantastic. Yep. You're right. Ain't nothing but good that can come out of. And nothing but good. You know? Nothing but good. Absolutely. Yeah. I got one last question for you. Okay. What would you want someone to take away from meeting you? I would like for anyone that I come in contact with to walk away feeling like whatever phase and chapter that they currently are in their lives, that it's not over, that it gets better, and that they can do the hard stuff. I would hope that I carry something that gives anyone that I come in contact with a sense of hope, possibility, endless possibility, strength to do the hard stuff, to journey from A to B to C and to never, ever, ever give up. Kenya. Hmm. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was so excited about this opportunity. So, so excited. I had uh, taken a listen to a few of your podcasts and like your voice, like I said, it's just really, you can tell that this is your lane because it's effective. Your voice is effective. So when I walk away, even before today, um, your voice has left a really big impression on me because it's so calm. It's um, peace, you know, um, and that's really hard to maintain in such a chaotic world. So kudos for you to, you know, for holding on. Thank you for that. That really, that touched my heart. And I'm going to carry that with me today. And and from now on, thank you for that. I, you know, like you talk about God, it's all God. And uh, it's all God. I'm grateful that he lets me show up and doesn't care how I show up as long as I show up. So I'm I'm here for it all. Right. You all listen. One thing I wrote down about Kenya, it's she said she wants people to take away the fact that it gets better and you can do the hard stuff. Let's not forget that in our walk, in our personal experience, as we meet and greet new souls that we come in contact with. You know, other people's going throughs can stop us or can save us time and life lessons. I challenge you to take Kenya's words and to push through. It's a choice, just like she said. But if you choose you, the reward is waiting on the other side. 
Thank you all for listening. I love you. Kenya, thank you for today. Thank you for having me. So nice meeting you. It's been a pleasure. Such a pleasure. All right, y'all. Till next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of POV with Kristen Gilmore. See you next time. Bye. Ha. Ooh. Ha.